0: Hey, what's up everybody, Jordan Stoltz here back with another episode of the Fitness Food and Freedom Podcast. Today is episode 421 of the show and I'm talking about training to be bulletproof and giving you some big time tips for injury prevention because this is something I talk about quite often, uh, preventing injury, staying healthy, and uh, proper programming because it is so important, probably more than anything else, because if you're serious about training, like I say all the time, the only way that you're not going to make progress is if you get hurt or you don't start in the first, in the first place. So very, very important to uh, continually make progress and not experience setbacks, of which injuries are the most severe thing. So we're going to talk about some things that I do in my training to be bulletproof and make sure that I don't get hurt, uh, specifically with my training. And, uh, that's today's topic, an important thing for everybody to take into consideration, whether you're 20 years old or 70 years old, uh, and anywhere in between, whether you are that serious about training or just do it here and there, it's important to become bulletproof because uh you'll be able to keep training you'll be able to function better in everyday life and you won't experience these health and mobility and strength setbacks that's what we're talking about today uh let's get started episode 421 What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, back with another episode of the Triple F podcast, Fitness, Food, and Freedom, stoltzfit.com, and uh, all the other stuff that I put out. You can find written versions of these podcasts and the former blog articles on stoltzfit.com slash blog. I've been reviewing, you know, not to the point of over analyzing, but it's tempting to keep looking at the analytics of the website stoltzfit.com and i am pleased i am uh seeing a lot of you guys are starting to kind of migrate over there and check out some of the blog articles um and if you have any questions you want answered in a podcast episode or you want to work with me coaching wise you can just go to stoltzfit.com contact and uh, i'll link All that in the description of this podcast, but you can head there, submit your question or an inquiry to work with me and we'll get started together and um, hopefully I can help you guys out with whatever fitness and health, nutrition, training questions you have and hopefully get you going towards a better you. That is the goal. And the only thing that can throw off that type of goal is one, not getting started in the first place what I've talked about recently and two um, injuries. Right, because uh, that is the biggest setback, especially in training, that you can have. And I see it all the time uh, with athletes and with people, even just training, you know, weekend warriors, I guess you call them, where they just want to improve in their training and improve body composition, but injuries come and throw them way off. So I have some things that I wanted to talk about today about how to be bulletproof and prevent those injuries from happening which is going to just improve your training, longevity and your results over time a lot more than really anything else. I got a question uh, the other day just about how I do that because someone had noticed that I rarely get hurt, that I am uh, you know, able to consistently train. I'm never really having to go to the doctor, the chiropractor, physical therapist, and actually got a knock on wood here because I don't want to get hurt. But uh, I had to kind of think about my answer and review some things that I do personally to keep myself safe and injury free. Um, You know, I will kind of give credit where credit is due, that this has been a longer journey for me, right? I'm not a beginner. And I do remember getting hurt a few times early on in training, Uh, bad deadlift form, I remember getting hurt, trying to jump over hurdles in school, just kind of being dumb, you know, stupid stuff like that. I have gotten injuries in the past, but nothing too severe, luckily, Um, at least gym related. So that's one part of it. And then also I'll kind of give credit that I found some pretty good resources on training pretty early on, which I'm pretty grateful for. So people like Joe DeFranco, people like Zach Evanish, who who I've had on this podcast before uh, in the early episodes, and uh, people like that that give good, kind of the advice that I'm going to give today and point to me in that direction, which just helps overall programming knowledge. And then, of course, over time, taking exercise science as an undergrad degree started, knowing more of the reasons behind biomechanics and things like that. But then even more important than the degree was experiencing an internship and a graduate assistantship at a division one university strength conditioning program. That was probably the biggest thing that changed the game for me because it wasn't even just the knowledge of the coaches, uh, you know, watching them with the athletes or the coaching experience. What it really was was that, kind of a requirement of us as interns and GA coaches was to run the same programs that our sports were. So like if I was in charge of baseball, I was supposed to be running some of the workouts that the baseball team was going to do. So then I would know the movements know how to coach them up a little bit better, experience what they're going to experience. So I'd at least have an idea of, of uh, what they're going through and how to coach them and that helped a lot because the coaches were very hands on in helping you with form showing you know me what i had to work on and what my weaknesses were so like me for example a lot of the stuff was with the squat and i was able to get a lot of good feedback on that pretty early on you know i was with my internship i was like 20 years old or so no that's not right yes that is about 21 i guess i was for my internship at 20 three graduate assistantship, so a little year gap in there, but was able to get two good years of information from these great coaches. And like for me, it was stuff like my upper back being a little bit tight, uh, from form tips that helped my anthropometry, uh, weaknesses in my body, like my serratus was uh, kind of lagging behind other things. and just little tweaks like that was able to really help me out in fixing weaknesses. So um, I have some tips that I've kind of gathered through the years and am able to share with you to kind of hopefully get you on that path and journey as well. And I will dive into those. So tip number one, hack number one, whatever we're going to call it today, is to always train with a full range of motion. Um, And that, you know, I consider putting mobility drills in here. But I decided not to because they're kind of different for everybody. But what I really realized over time is that weighted movement, which essentially is weight training, is like the best form of mobility exercise. Just moving your body through a full range of motion is going to improve your mobility really more than anything. And I found a great benefit, which isn't one of my tips, but I'll include it here, I found a big benefit to training every day in some capacity, uh, just because that makes you go through some full range of motion every day, right? Whether you're, even if you're just doing light, even if you're just doing arm exercises that aren't that heavy, you're able to get that full stretch of the bicep with weight on the bottom, you know, same with the triceps, maybe up overhead, things like that. They actually do really, really add up. So full range of motion always. So things like squats, you know, you're going hamstring to calf, butt to ground, leg press, knees all the way up to your chin, your chest. Um, I want to see, you know, the knee touch the ground and lunges. I want to see bench press all the way down to your chest, pull-ups complete to a dead hang. Things like that are going to add up big time in mobility and also making sure you're progressing at the right speed. Because as someone who loves adding weight to the bar, it is very, very easy to, um, shorten range of motion subconsciously because you want to keep adding weight. So, you know, squat, not quite as low because you want to add a little bit more weight or maybe a pull up. You kind of just go to 90 degrees at the arms because you want to try weight around your belt. And these kind of things are what makes injuries kind of sneak up on you. So, always full range of motion, quality reps, and that should take care of the mobility portion for the most part. And also make sure you're not uh, adding weight when you're not ready for it. Number two is kind of a big one. And I call it maximized programming, which essentially to me means two things working on your weaknesses, and um, not doing any kind of minimalist training. So Minimalist training is what I would, for the most part in the fitness industry, define as like people who are married to the squat, bench, and deadlift. All great movements, but minimalist training would be just doing those three movements throughout the week. Maybe a couple accessory work. What maximized programming is to me is choosing movements to address your weaknesses. Like maybe you're weak on the lockout of a bench press. So you do more tricep-focused bench presses band presses, uh, things like that to help that weakness. Uh, Maybe you're weak off your chest in the bench press. So you do pause bench. Maybe you are weak in the, uh, maybe you kind of have weak hips, you know, maybe your back squats weaker than your front squat or your deadlifts weaker than your squat, something like that. And maybe you need to do more hip related things and posterior train related things. Um, All of that. So Work on those weaknesses, eliminate your weakest link, and that's what I'd consider maximized programming. Is also a concept of variation of exercises here. So like in a typical training cycle, say it's four, five weeks, I'll do a lot of uh, you know, squats, but I'll rotate safety bar squats, back squats, front squats, hack squats, all in that cycle. And it's still working the same muscle groups, but I'm working on weaknesses, and I'm working on um, you know just different uh, different stresses on the body. Different adaptations are needed, and I just find this is really good at preventing injury and making for a more well-rounded body and strength. So you don't want to be a one-trick pony, that's for sure. And those those things really help. That's kind of an art. It's kind of a skill hard thing to do but what you can start with i think is finding what your weaknesses are i mean write them down on paper on all your key movements so maybe it is you know five movements say it's a back exercise like a pull-up an overhead press a bench press a squat and a deadlift say those are your five and just see what part of that range of motion you're the most weak in and then you find movements to address that so Like example, if you're weak getting out of the bottom of a squat and that feels heavy and hard to you, it's kind of a sticking point. You'd probably want to do more pause squats and uh, kind of along that line. So that's working on your weaknesses. And then I would design your training, which you can work with me on, but if you're doing it yourself, you can roughly design your training in like a four week cycle is kind of an easy way to do it because it follows the, the calendar, right? Four weeks in a month. So in a typical month, If you have four weeks of training, you would want four variations of the same exercise. Uh, So that's kind of a rough way you can start doing it to see the benefits of that. So say it's a bench press for four weeks, you would do, say, week one bench press, week two pause bench, week three incline bench, week four pause incline bench. Very simple rotation there, uh, but that would work. You get a lot more complex like band presses and things like that. But that's a good way to start. We're working similar motions and muscle groups, uh, but you're adding variation. Number three on my tips to be bulletproof is improve your work capacity. So this is essentially being in good shape and uh, being able to handle more volume of weight training and more work throughout the week. Because in my experience where I've seen people get hurt is when they're pushing through a barrier with a lot of fatigue. If they have a lot of fatigue buildup, whether it's central nervous system fatigue, muscular fatigue, um, you know, maybe one specific muscle is just getting really tired, then it blows, right? So, being able to perform more work without getting exhausted is going to help you handle things in daily life, right? Let's say you have to move forty boxes from your truck to the house you know when when you move if you've been weight training and you can only handle six sets in a workout before you get fatigued uh, you're going to have problem moving those boxes but if you can handle 20 30 sets of hard weight training you can probably move those boxes right without as many rests and uh, without injury so improving your work capacity is as simple as doing more volume over time and also including some kind of conditioning i like High-intensity conditioning at the end of workouts its a simple way to do it. Hop on the rowing machine, hop on the treadmill, go outside, do some sprints, push a sled. Easy stuff. I mean, easy. Easy to program. <laughs> really hard to do. But stuff like that that's easy to include in your workout without having to go to the gym again or be on a piece of cardio equipment for a long time. Work capacity makes a huge difference. Number four is to build muscle, and you know that's a general one. You can't accomplish that overnight. But if you're somebody who kind of is hurt all the time, but you're also not that strong, and you're also not gonna, you know, you're not carrying a lot of muscle, uh, fix that because it's kind of a myth about this muscle-bound, tight, injury-ridden, you know, bodybuilder or 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 a muscular person, athlete. Because really. Majority of the time, the people that have more muscle are going to and strength are going to be able to perform daily life and workouts a lot better without hurting themselves because they kind of have that guard around them, right? Because the muscle is going to serve as um, almost like a shield and it's going to, there's no scientific way to say that, I guess, which is why I'm struggling with this tip, but essentially, you just want to build muscle to have the strength to do things that you need to do and to uh, protect your body. So more muscle is probably going to help you. Number five is to include some type of odd lifts and strongman movements. So this is more of a specific one to me because I started the episode talking about how I was asked how I stay injury-free and kind of bulletproof. And this is one of the big things that I attribute very early on, you know, 15, 16 years old, doing farmer walks, sled poles, things like that out in the yard, I think attributed a lot to uh, that kind of success. And even working on a farm helps. So being able to, you know, pick up heavy, awkward things, picking, you know, proper form is important, of course, but being able to get in awkward positions and move heavy things without getting hurt is a very important skill because you're not always going to have proper form uh, in your everyday life. So imagine a strong man picking up a rock off of the ground as an example, um, or a farmer picking up a big heavy piece of metal from the ground. It's not going to be a perfect deadlift and their back might round a little bit, but Being able to do that over and over again, getting good at that and building the muscle you need to for that is going to help you be able to do that in every situation. Bending over to pick up a pencil or something, right? It doesn't have to be heavy, uh, but being able to have bad form can actually help. So I find odd lifts to be very, very beneficial. And that could be, you know, something like in the gym, it could be like including cheek curls or something like that. Uh, or it could be something like a weird deadlift variation um, maybe explosive lifts i find more benefit to be with odd objects like sandbags kettlebells uh, stones things like that so the next tip tip number six is to translate proper form to everyday life as much as possible again, you're not able to do this all the time and training with improper form is sometimes important, but for the most part, proper form is going to bulletproof you against injuries better than anything else. So to translate proper form to everyday life, it's as simple as just keeping it in mind, in my opinion, using that example of moving all those boxes, just keep the age old saying of lifting with your legs and not your back, right? If you're going to bend down to pick up something, if you can squat down to get it instead of Bend at the waist, that's much better. If you're able to, you know, if you're walking up the stairs, think about pushing through your heels like you would in a lunge. Little things like that are going to add up big time uh, to just train proper movement patterns and keep you safe when you're doing things that are kind of tough and uh, new for your body. And the last tip today is the trickiest one of them all, which is to manage volume and intensity properly, which essentially is a fancy way of saying don't do too much in your workouts to where you get fatigued and end up messing your body up. So uh, doing way too many sets of, of bench press, for example, is probably going to get you more likely to tear a pec or hurt your shoulder uh, because it's too much volume and intensity for what you can handle personally. Versus somebody who starts maybe on the lower end and you know just with a few sets a week of that exercise and can build that slowly over time. That's the art of coaching and proper programming. That is a little bit complicated. Again, you can work with me, stoltzfit.com/contact for that, and I can help you out. But uh, essentially, don't do too much and don't just pick a program blindly and. Uh, get yourself super sore. Use soreness as a gauge if you're getting incredibly sore it's probably too much. And it's okay to start on the low end of volume and build up over time. Those are my seven tips to be bulletproof and injury free. I think that it is again, the most important thing you can focus on in your training, something that shouldn't be ignored, and definitely uh, something that um, can really set you back if you if if you do ignore it. So implement these tips today. Get yourself to a safer way of training and prevent injuries in your life to help you continue to make progress throughout time. That's it for today. I guess Uh, that was episode 421. Again, if you like this episode, you can view the blog article of it at stultzfit.com slash blog. I appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and uh, yeah. Check out the website and the other episodes of the show. Until next time, I'm Jordan Stoltz, and I'll talk to you later.